Hey fam, if we're honest, reading the Bible consistently can be a challenge, but it's never too late to start, and we're in this together. Thanks for journeying with us, and here's your host, Emma Dodder. Thanks for joining. You may have noticed that we're not reading Mark's gospel next, because, well, if we're honest, reading all four gospels back to back can be challenging for many. We've decided to spread our reading of the gospels out throughout the year. So if you're looking at the reading plan and wondering what in the world we did, the plan goes as follows. Matthew, Pauline epistles. Epistles, is, it's just a fancy way to say letters, letters that were written by Paul. Pauline epistles. Mark, then the general epistles. That's letters that were written by somebody other than Paul, most likely anyway. Luke and Acts, and then John and Revelation. From now on, Anytime we start reading through a new book, we'll release a bonus episode in which we'll talk through big ideas that can help us contextually understand that book more accurately. Things like the author, the audience, the book outline, important themes, and more. And next week, we're starting a new book, the Book of Romans, which is actually a letter to the church in Rome and was written by a guy named Paul. Romans chapter 1, verse 1 reads, Paul a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. And anytime I start studying my Bible, I start with observation, answering the question, what do I notice? Through the who, what, when, where, and why questions. So who wrote this letter? Paul. I might circle his name. And then I think, what do I know about Paul? In the book of Acts, we learn Paul's name hasn't always been Paul. He used to be called Saul. And he had a reputation for killing Christians. But after an encounter with the Lord, his life radically turned upside down, and he became one of the most influential leaders of the early church, which meant his life was marked by a lot of persecution. Paul went from being the persecutor to being persecuted. He used to threaten Christians, and suddenly he was threatened because he was a Christian. Today, we live in a world that says it's all about you who you know, what you do, how you live, how you perform, how much you make, how you represent yourself. Think about it. From a young age, life's all about your grades or how you perform in extracurricular activities, maybe even both. Then it's where you go to college and what you major in or where you get a job. And you get to decide who you're going to marry. And then you've got to worry about your kids and on and on it goes. If we're not careful, we can convince ourselves that we're at the center of the universe. It's a slippery slope. Everything Paul has to say in this book challenges our culture's mindset because it's not at all about him. And his letter to the Romans begins with his bio. He's a servant, he's called, and he's set apart. If Paul made an Instagram account, the first few verses in Romans 1, they'd be his bio. He's a servant of Jesus the resurrected Son of God. And it's through Jesus that he's called to be an apostle. Now, you might be thinking, what's an apostle? Or maybe that's a church word you've heard a lot, but if you were really put to the test, could you define it? An apostle was someone who met three requirements. First, they have to have seen Jesus in resurrected form. Second, they would have been uniquely chosen by the Holy Spirit. And lastly, they would have had the ability to perform signs and wonders. Apostles were the first messengers of the church, and they led the charge in establishing the early church. And why was this role necessary? Simple. 
to lead people to obedience so they'd represent Christ well. For the sake of his name, that's his reputation among all the nations. And Romans, you too are called to identify with Jesus. That's how Paul opens his letter to the Romans in chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. Paul's a servant, he's called to be an apostle, and he's set apart to share the gospel. And man, is he eager to preach that gospel. Many scholars agree Paul wanted the Romans to have a firm grasp on the good news of Jesus just in case his ministry ended prematurely. Remember, he was persecuted. And interestingly, the church in Rome, his audience, they were the only church to whom Paul wrote without first having had a personal relationship with them. But he wanted to visit them and thought they'd mutually encourage one another. Paul knew this church, the Church of Rome, could geographically play a key role in the gospel message spreading. You see, everything Paul did was motivated by this desire to live out his calling, thereby glorifying God, an apostle committed to sharing the good news, the gospel. Paul wasn't ashamed of the gospel, as it's the only way by which we can be saved. And the gospel, this good news, shows the righteousness of God, who he is, holy, just, blameless, what he's done, Christ's atoning sacrifice, and what he's accomplished in Paul's heart and in the hearts of all who believe. Paul understood that there was a call on his life to preach the gospel. And the gospel, or the good news received in faith, puts the righteousness of God on display as an attribute, activity, and an achievement. Righteousness of God is our key word or really key phrase for the book of Romans. As we'll see, it'll come up a lot. The outline for the book of Romans is pretty simple. The first three chapters talk about sin. Chapters 4 through 8, salvation, and chapters 9 through 11 discuss God's sovereignty, while chapters 12 through 16, Christian service. You'll find the outline and more in the Join the Journey journal if you've got one. And Romans, we find teachings on the fundamental doctrine of salvation, an explanation of God's plan for Israel, who we read a lot about in the Old Testament, and practical instruction for Christian living. How do we follow Jesus in a broken world? And my prayer is that as we journey through the book of Romans, we'll be challenged and encouraged. I'm so glad we're on this journey together. Hey, familia. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. But did you know Join the Journey isn't just a podcast? It's also a Bible reading plan with daily devos and more. Check it out by visiting jointhejourney.com.